You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hi, everyone. Podcast number 26. This is titled, Is the Market a Random Walk? This is Paul Lang, and if you've been listening to these, make sure you subscribe so you get notified. They come out every Thursday. And I am from Discipline Trading Strategies. That is my company. And I'm here doing podcasts, talking about what really matters in the market for trading and investing. Is the market a random walk? I've done this in live presentations, and I usually ask that question first and get some responses from people. And most of the time, people will say back to me, no, it is not, because probably because they assume that's what I want to hear, because I'm a trader, I use technical analysis, I look at charts, and therefore, by definition, I have to be finding some non-randomness. So they immediately answer, no, it's not a random mark at all. My answer might surprise you a little bit, because generally speaking, the answer is yes, the market is a random walk for the most part. Matter of fact, I'll even give you a percentage, and I'll tell you later where I get that percentage. I'm going to say 97% of the time, it is a random walk, meaning that it is difficult to discern exactly where you are in terms of price cycles, trends, exactly where you may be. Now, that's not to say that I can't look at a chart and make a lot of very intelligent comments, a lot of if-then statements, a lot of things about if this hits here, it's going to do that. And for a lot of charts, I could probably say it's definitely higher, definitely lower. But the real question comes in, would you take a trade? Would you go long that stock there? Or would you short that stock there or the market or whatever? And that's when it becomes a little trickier. That's when it's not always crystal clear. What I teach is that in hindsight, you can always look back and identify a market pattern that happens time and time again, relentlessly 100% of the time. That's in hindsight. That's when you get in your helicopter and look at the forest. When you're there in the forest looking from tree to tree, it often is a little muddled. You're not often terribly clear where you are. This is exactly the comment that separates good traders from failure traders. And that is to understand that you cannot make something out of everything. That is the biggest piece of information I can get across to you. Sorry, this is coming in episode 26, but I think every episode I've talked about has some critical information to understand how to better trade or invest in the markets. So back up and think about that for a minute. That means if somebody just gives you a chart and says, here, trade this today or trade this this month or whatever it is, you may have a difficult time because it may not be crystal clear what to do. And if you're a good trader, you can probably get some odds in your favor to take a trade one way or the other to handle it properly. But that's not the best way to make money. The best way is to wait until you see a chart that is so compelling that, to quote one of my favorite people, you can't stand the thought of not taking it. That is a whole different standard than a lot of traders use. Naturally, you hear a lot about the random walk theory from people who are not successful trading the market. So they just say, well, this is just a a crazy game and there's no way to make money at this. But think about this for a minute. The market is a zero-sum game. Somebody's making that money. It's not disappearing into midair. Whatever one person makes, another person loses for the most part. When you take a trade long, someone else is taking it short. And if it goes up, you win and they lose. And if it goes down, then they win and you lose. And there's no question that an awful lot of people feel that it is a random walk because an awful lot of people lose. It's not like half the people win and half the people lose. 
it's one of those magic formulas, just like they talk about in sales, where they say, I don't know, 20% of your salespeople do 80% of the sales, whatever it is. It's the same thing in the market, except I think it's more like 10%. I think 10% of the people regularly make money and 90% lose. On one hand, while I enjoy training people, those that don't get trained, we traders welcome these people to the market because that's where a lot of the money comes from. That big 80, 90% of people coming in that really don't know what they're doing and kind of donate their money to the market. But think about it. Do you really think that money disappears? Of course not. It's just a matter if you want to be part of the 80% giving their money or part of the 10 to 20% getting the money. Let me talk about where I get that 97% from. And maybe let me tell you the story where I first discovered this for myself. A lot of the things you hear me talk about were never taught to me. They're things that I just developed over time, constantly trying to figure and improve on what I'm doing in trading the market over years and years. But this occurred to me kind of by accident. A long time ago, I used to go running in the morning with a neighbor friend of mine, and he did not have any knowledge of the market at all, just absolutely zero. As a matter of fact, he didn't believe me when I told him we could short stocks. We never really talked about the market, but he had a big mutual fund and he had a lot of stock from a particular company that he worked for for a long period of time. So he knew kind of what I did. I was involved in the market. He said, hey, would you do me a favor? I have a ton of Allstate stock. Maybe this person knows who he is if he hears this. And he wanted to know what to do with it. Should I, you know, I have way more than I should. Should I be selling it? Should I just hang on to it? What should I do? So I said, okay, I'll take a look tonight and let you know tomorrow. Now, this is my first year or so trading. It was a long time ago. I was doing very well. And I thought, hey, piece of cake. He wants to know what to do with Allstate. So I go home and I look at the charts of Allstate. I look at the, you know, he's long-term. It's in his IRA, whatever. So or in a long-term account or mutual fund, whatever he had it in. I go home and look at the daily charts of Allstate. And then I look at the weekly charts of Allstate. And then I kind of compressed the chart and then I expanded the chart. And I looked at a monthly chart. And then I turned the screen upside down, and then I turned upside down, and I scratched my head, and you probably know why. I didn't know how to answer him. And this was kind of a huge punch in my stomach, because here I am doing really pretty well my first year, really thinking I'm a genius at this. And a simple question, what do you do with Allstate? And I had to look around and say, I, I don't know. And I can make these you know, comments. Well, if it went down to here, I probably wouldn't want to hang on to it. And if it went to here, I'd probably sell it. But right now, this moment, what should you do? I didn't know how to answer it. And that got me thinking, and that really got me on this path because it was very early in my career thinking, hey, you know what? If I had to figure out what to do with Allstate tomorrow, I'd have a hard time making money. And I kind of knew this, but I didn't consciously know it. So it's not about saying, here's Allstate, go make money on it. It's about, hey, let's look at a bunch of charts and let's find those charts whose pictures say, I can't hide it anymore. I'm getting bought. I'm getting sold. And that's not every stock you look at. So this is one reason that I prefer trading stocks instead of trading the market. Because when you trade the market, you have one chart you're looking at, the market. Forex is a little better, but you still have six pairs you're really looking at, and that's it. With stocks, you can look at a whole bunch of stock symbols, stock charts, and find those pictures better. And there are lots of unique things that happen with stocks. So the 97% comes from the fact that every night to prepare both for long-term and for day trading. But day trading, I do some work every night. Long-term, I probably two, three times a week, I do some extra work. But day trading, I take a look at 1,000 daily charts at night. That sounds like a lot, but I go through them very, very quickly. It takes me about 12, 13, 14 minutes to go through those stocks. And I'm looking for patterns that I feel are sticking out from the concepts I use that are telling me, hey, 
look at this. This clearly has some kind of pattern you want to look at tomorrow. When I go through a thousand stocks, I'm lucky if I flag 20 to 30 of them. And that's where I get my 97%. I'm flagging two to 3% of the stocks. And keep in mind, I'm flagging them as just watch list thing, just possibility, just maybe remotely if something happens, I could see trading this tomorrow. So 97% of what I'm looking at, garbage, don't know what to do with it. I additionally go and look at 300 hourly charts, then we look at the gaps in the morning. So by the time it's all done, I'm looking at about 1,500 stocks to prepare for every day. It doesn't take that long. But then you can see when you filter down from that many stocks and you're taking the top 20 or 30 and then maybe filter down to the top 10 that you like and then find a couple of favorites, that's where you start getting odds in your favor. Now, when you're down to looking at those hot list stocks, as I call them, I don't think the market's a random walk at that point. You have some really good odds. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. It's pretty much a one topic, very big concept, but fairly easy to understand. Is the market a random walk? Yes, most of the time it is. Our job as traders, investors, is to find those moments when it is not. Sometimes the market itself is not a random walk. Sometimes the market itself is very clear, but on a lot of days it's not. And when you have a lot of stock symbols to look at, every day you can find some things that are not part of that random walk concept. Everybody's a trading genius after the fact, but that doesn't count. You have to be able to look at the patterns before they really emerge and decide where that birthplace is for any kind of move. That's what you have to learn how to do. If you are enjoying these, continue to listen and check out the website at Discipline Trading Strategies. There's a lot of great free information for you there. If you're not enjoying these, don't listen anymore. Until next time, this is Paul for Discipline Trading Strategies. Good trading, everybody. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.